Welcome to the Tommy Divine Podcast. It is 2.51 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, yeah, I've been able to get a whole lot of sleep. I just, uh, these past few days have just been surreal. Um, but obviously, on Sunday, this podcast I'm doing today is going to be in remembrance of the legend, Kobe Bean Bryant. Um, obviously, I want to start out with what happened um, on Sunday. You know, I was just kind of doing my Sunday thing. You know, I think like everybody else was, you know. Um, just kind of taking a nap, just kind of relaxing. Wake up from my nap at about 3 p.m. and I get a call um, from my friend. And he said, if you checked the news, Kobe Bryant is dead. And for a moment in time, I was like, you're kidding. There's just absolutely no way that's even possible. And I look up on ESPN and, and there it is, you know. Kobe uh, found dead along with uh, eight other passengers. His daughter, we later find out, uh, Yanni, one of his daughters, in the crash as well, along with um, seven other passengers as well. And obviously, hearts and hearts going out to them and prayers going out to them as well as in this time. And um, these past three days have just been one of those things where the world's just kind of stopped. And there really has never been anything quite like this. I mean... Um, it, it is just one of those things where you just can't, can't really believe it, but you do. And it's, it's, it's because the legacy Kobe has left and he, and he's been so involved with so many people and his drive and his competition and his hard work has just gone into so many different avenues and so many different things. And it's touched so many people and he's, um, He's involved with the city of Los Angeles that obviously is one of the biggest markets in the world. And he is, Shaq and a few of others have said, you know, he's kind of was uh, some glue that held that city together. And when you take him out of that, it's it's really unbelievable. And, you know, I wrote some notes down, but it doesn't even cover all that Kobe's meant to that city and is meant to the world um, and I may repeat some things and I may stumble along in this, but this is just uh, one of the hardest podcasts I've had to do. And it, I think it's my duty to, to remember this man for what he was. And not only just a phenomenal talent and a great basketball player, but just a phenomenal human being in general and was really a role model to, to a lot of people. Um, and I, you know, I'm not going to sit here and pretend I was, I'm a huge NBA fan, you know, I follow it at, at a distance and, um, to hear that Kobe died first, I was just sad and like, oh my God, like, this is just not even real. And then to find out that, you know, Yanni was with him, his 13 year old daughter who you could see at the, uh, you know, uh, at center court and it. At 
this, you know, some of these courtside seats where him and her would be talking about the game. And him pointing things out to Yanni and be like, hey, this is how this works and this is how that works. And, you know, even outside of the game and after his retirement, he's left such an imprint and such a footprint on the league in general. And um, obviously, I mean, oh, I'm sorry, guys. I just I, This is going to be hard to get through. And I may forget some things and I, I, I don't know, but this, you know. He left, and they, they hear that, you know, his last moments, he couldn't protect his daughter. You know, he, he, there was really nothing he could do except to just kind of take it. And, you know, it, it's just saddening to think. And that just made it a whole lot uh, worse. And it just, it it's just so saddening. And, you know, being, uh, dying at the age of 41, we, had, he, we felt like he just, kind of started his career out of basketball, you know, he, he won an Oscar, he was so involved with being a director, being an author, he had so many things going on in his life, and one minute, you know, he's, he's at the, you know, he's talking to LeBron the morning of, he had went to Mass, he was a very avid Catholic in his faith, and um, one morning he's, you know, he's at Mass, he's talking to LeBron, he's talking to these people, and then the next minute, you know, he's gone. And it really, we have to take a step back and think, wow. You know, uh, life is a gift. And don't take anything for granted. And it's really one of those step back type of moments where you're like, wow. This man who we thought, you know, healthy, fit, handsome guy, good man, hard worker, very devoted father great husband and phenomenal talent and for him to just perish like this is is just so unfortunate and it's a really a loss in so many ways more than just the community of of, uh, basketball but in a main part with basketball but so many other avenues as well um but of course a lot of the players you know Carmelo Dwayne Wade LeBron James some of those guys he's played with for a while especially on those dream team or on those excuse me, those Olympic teams um, where he won gold medals, uh, him and Mello. A lot of those guys on Sunday couldn't play, and I obviously get that. Um, They did the 24 shot clock violation in honor of him. They did the eight, you know, eight, the the eight uh, second, took eight seconds off that. You know, they did the different things to, um, you know, to to honor him and, and what happened, and, uh, Tonight, the NBA on TNT, obviously they postponed that Clippers-Lakers game that was going to happen, and uh, they had a live show from Staples, and the inside crew brought on different people to talk about Kobe and his legacy, and it was just so touching and so moving, and um, obviously, I I don't know when the funeral is going to be. and apparently it's not going to be big enough. Staples is not going to be big enough. So they may have to move it to the Coliseum. Um, when I was watching videos and seeing videos of Los Angeles at this time, and, you know, big bouquets of flowers, lots of candles outside of the Staples Center, mourning his loss, um, you know, uh 
it felt like Los Angeles had just went silent. I mean, it felt like the quietest city in in the whole world. And when we say, you know, Kobe was a, a, a piece of that fabric that made Los Angeles Los Angeles, you could really feel that that thread being pulled as as the city just kind of felt silent. Um it's just uh, a horrible tragedy. Um, and, you know, uh, also, prayers go out to the other people in the, in the accident as well. Um, you know, coming out of Lower Meridian, Lower Marion, excuse me, you know, high school to NBA, one of the most famous to do it. Um, grew up in Italy alongside with his dad for a while, was born in Philadelphia. Got drafted by the Hornets, 13th overall in 96. Gets traded to the Lakers. Since then, two-time gold medalist. You know, five-time NBA champion. 33,643 career points. 20 years with the same team in the Los Angeles Lakers. 20 years. 15-time member of the All-NBA team. 18-time All-Star. 12-time All-Defensive team fourth in the all-time scoring list LeBron had passed him on Saturday but of course LeBron not knowing what was going to happen the next day um very emotional stuff um and then you know fourth on the postseason scoring list as well uh two seasons leading the league in scoring he had two finals MVPs won the slam dunk championship in 1997 the first guard to play for 20 years. Um, it's one of those things that just, you know, you got to step back and think like um, they're still investigating what what was all going on. And it's one of those things where, you know, they played the 60-point game last night on ESPN. And they play, of course, the 81-point game against the Raptors is one of his famous um but, you know, we take a look back. Like, for me, I spent a lot of holidays with Kobe. I watched a lot of Christmas Day with the Lakers, and that was my kind of connection to Kobe. It was like, hey, man, I'm watching you on Christmas Day. I'm, I remember watching him in the finals against the Celtics, like, just being clutch in that series against Orlando. Like, um, you know, kind of sort of at the, not the tail end of his career, but sort of still in the middle Remember, because those early 2000s teams, I, I didn't really remember those teams a whole lot. I was still kind of young. So really those like 08, 09, 2010 teams were really fun to watch. And of course the whole dynasty he had with Shaq, he just left such a such a global mark on the game and, and really to younger generations, you know. Um, <laughs> I didn't even think about this till the other day when someone said it on online but um, and on social media, but... How it's like a knee jerk reaction when we're shooting a basket, a paper wad into a basket. How many times have you and your friends said Kobe? I mean, I didn't even think about that till I saw it on Twitter the other day, but I'm like, oh my gosh. You just say it. I mean, it's just like, whoop, Kobe. And you don't even think about it. You don't think twice. You know, we don't say LeBron, we don't say Mike, we don't say. Will, we don't say Kareem, we don't say Magic, we don't say Larry. We say, hey, Kobe. 
And that beautiful jump shot he had, that mid-range jumper, was just so gorgeous. And, you know, having four daughters and um, one who was Yanni, who was going to end up being uh, a really phenomenal talent at UConn, we, we would think. And, you know, she she would have changed the WNBA forever. She would have had some slick moves. And, you know, for all that to happen in the tragic helicopter accident and you know, to me, the there was fog, and that caused the crash. And the fog was very thick, like milk. And you wonder why they couldn't push the flight or take another mode of transportation. I don't, I don't really know why. It just kind of makes you think, and uh, you know, and it's it's very interesting stuff, but sad stuff at the same time and you know because we had Kobe we had his sister or his, excuse me it's not sister his daughter Yanni on there uh the Atobelli family uh John was a, a softball coach I believe or or he was a he was a big ba- I believe he's a baseball coach college baseball coach uh his wife Carrie and his daughter Alyssa and the Chester family Sarah and Peyton as well on there and then Christina Mauser. Uh, apologies if I pronounced any of these names wrong. I'm uh, trying to do my best with what I have. Um, and Ara Zoban was the pilot. Uh, so the nine lives taken on that Sunday. And, and we're still... I think it's starting to wear off a little bit. But you're still kind of in the state of shock where it's just like... How is this even possible? You know, he almost seemed like such a larger-than-life type of guy. You know, and uh, I remember my cousin and I, we watched his documentary, The Spike Lee Joint, where he literally was mic'd up for a whole game against the Spurs back, like, 10 years ago. And he was just the ultimate competitor. The dude couldn't stop. And, you know... He he worked and strived to be excellent, and he he just wouldn't quit and he wouldn't stop and um you know it shows in that documentary and and other things as well um he just had such a high standard and there was a story that Dwayne Wade told tonight on TNT which is kind of a funny story but also his hard work so. It was a game back in Miami a couple of years back, and Dwayne kept hitting Kobe on the on the wrist when he shot, and the Heat had won. You know, this is a regular season game. It's not the finals. It's not, you know, anything important. Just a regular season game. Well, here's Kobe hours after the game's over in, in, the, own, in the Miami Heat arena. In, you know, hours after the game. And he's working. He's He pulls over one of the developmental coaches and he says, Hey, will you work on this with me in the stadium right now? Will you work on this with me? And so, and that's how much respect people had and teams had for Kobe. You know, he was able to stay in the stadium after the game, hours after the game, to like 2 or 3 in the morning, just working on that. Dwayne Wade found out about it. 
started working out with one of his other teammates. Same time Kobe was. But they had to leave. Kobe still stayed. Kobe stayed later than Dwayne Wade in his own arena. That's a legend right there. That's a freaking legend. He owned the league. He owned it. When you do that, when you stay longer than the Stars' own arena, you're a legend. You run the league. LeBron may have been the best player at times in the league, but Kobe ran the league. He had an arrogance because he worked hard and he knew he could have it. He may be the one person who was arrogant and had the reasons to be arrogant. He worked so hard, and he knew he worked harder than you. So he he was like, yeah, I'm going to be arrogant because I can because I worked harder than you. I'm not privileged. I'm not this. I'm not that. I just worked harder than you, and and that's why I can be arrogant. That's why I can trash talk. That's why I can do this. That's why I can do that. That's why I can beat you at anything. And as his time and when he started to have children, players have said this and different things, he started to become more of a giver and become more of a um, more understanding of a player. You know, before his kids, it was kind of like him and the Lakers, and there was kind of like a little bubble there. And, you know, Derek Fisher will talk about this, but um, when his daughters came into the world, you know, he was more willing and giving of himself. You know, he was able to be more patient, to teach more, just like he's done with Yanni and, and some of his other daughters with teaching the game of basketball. And, you know, everybody, this has hit the not only the sports world, but everybody so hard. This felt like such a punch in the gullet. I mean, it really is one of those things that, you know, <clears throat> everybody reacted to it. And you're just like, what, what, what's going on? I mean, I don't. You couldn't really find words to describe how you felt, but it just was shock, terror, awe, uh, sadness. I cried. It was because it's one of those things where, yeah, I, I may have not been the biggest NBA fan, but I can appreciate champions like Kobe on and off the basketball court and what he did for so many people. And what he did for a whole city. I mean, he really was that one of those, you know, threads in the fabric of the city. And he was an embodiment of the Lakers. And you could, you know, people have been trying to make the arguments. Is it magic? Is it Kobe? It's Kobe. It's Kobe. It's... You know, 20 years there. He's done so much. Magic was flashy. Kobe just was hard worker. Probably harder working than Magic. Magic by no means wasn't a hard worker. I'm not saying that, but Kobe just wanted to... There was a will with him. He wanted you to 
combust. And, and, and he wanted not only to beat you physically, but to beat you mentally. You know, that mental attitude, that mental toughness, you know. Um, my, my wrestling coach had a saying, pain is weakness leaving the body. That's the embodiment right there of that phrase is Kobe Bryant. Um, and, and he was going to do so much in the next chapter of his life. He, he was coaching his daughter. You knew he was going to have that. He was going to become, I think, a, a director, author, going to get involved in film. Um, he'd made a lot of different things. and he, he, he knew what he wanted to do, you know? And a lot of players don't know after their career what they want to do. He knew what, the, what he wanted to do. Because he took that, that, that mentality he had with the game of basketball into the next stage of his life. And that's what makes it so gut-wrenching. Because you knew, and at 41, you knew he had so much more left. You're like, oh, Mamba. You know, the Mamba mentality. Like, yeah, you just, you only felt like, dang, you know, already, like it. Too soon, you know, gone too soon. And, you know, <clears throat> sorry, I'm getting choked up here, but um, he is the closest thing that will ever be compared to Michael Jordan. We're never going to see another Kobe Bryant ever. He just, beautiful shot. Beautiful rhythm to the game. There was a nice flow with him. And when he got hot, he got hot. He was undeniably one of the most clutch shooters in the NBA. And he wanted to be like Mike, but then generations under him wanted to be like him. They are what they looked forward to. You know, when he matched up with LeBron in games, you know, in those Christmas Day games, it'd be LeBron versus Kobe. Like, that was a big deal, you know. Shaq versus Kobe. Shaq and Kobe being on the same team. It was all around Kobe, you know, and what he wanted. And um, he was a Laker, and he is... I think he's the best Laker of all time, to be all honest with you. I mean, and and the love and passion and support he's gotten... Over these past few days, now that he has since passed, is just it. It really is something that we've really never seen before. It it really is one of those things where everybody just kind of is in disarray, and everybody is so. It. I don't think he's affected a league. I don't think one person has affected a league this much and a death this much has affected a league before. You know, and he has done so much. And I love how the sports community is coming together on this because, you know, I, and maybe they will, maybe they won't. I think at the Super Bowl next week, we're definitely going to have some sort of Kobe, you know, nod to Kobe in some way. Don't know how, but I think that's going to happen at the Super Bowl. I could be wrong. I don't know, but I'm guessing we're probably going to have one. The funeral, I can't imagine how many people are going to be there. A lot of 
celebrities are going to be there. Um, it's going to be one of those things where Kobe had his finger in so many pies. Uh, if you want to say that. Um, he just touched everybody in so many ways. And, you know, his last game, 60 points in his last game as a Laker. That just tells you right there. It was a meaningless game against the Utah Jazz. Both teams weren't going to the playoffs. It was his last game, 60 points. 60 points. That's what he did. That's That was his legacy that he left. And... um gone too soon and it's such tragedy and um he really has left uh a huge footprint on on the world and stretching the game to new heights and uh do being the toughest competitor i've ever seen i don't think there will be another like him uh, I think he was even possibly a tougher competitor than Michael. Um, and then, you know, we men- I mentioned Michael a lot in this podcast, but, you know, Michael and him had such a, he- a great relationship as well. You know, he faced Michael in his, in his sort of prime still, LeBron in his prime, Melo, Tim Duncan, a lot of the greats he faced. And he was one of them. He he was one of them, and you know, them retiring eight and twenty four, and you know the game being canceled tonight, and everybody kind of doing their thing to honor him. It's just how a a community like Los Angeles can come together during a time of this tragedy and be united as one. I don't think I've seen a city unite on such a massive scale, and really, it's just one of those things where. You know, what happened and how it happened and who was involved. It just kind of makes you just, makes you feel really sad. And your prayers and petitions go out to the to Vanessa and, and his other, uh, and all of his family. And all the families of those victims as well hurt in this tragedy. And uh, prayer and, and things help with that. And, uh. Yeah, I, I mean, this is one of the shocking, most shocking sports deaths I've witnessed. It really, um, it's it just, I, I, it's it's one of those things where you just, it it feels like you're in a twi- in the twilight zone or something. Like you just feel like. How is this all possible? Like, it's just, you know, Kobe just, there's so much on the table for him. And you're just like, this guy who's hardworking his whole life and lived his life right, and, you know, did did everything, had four beautiful daughters, great husband, great father, great teammate, Every, every did everything right by the book, kind person, one to learn. Always motivated to do something and do it right. And, you know, everybody's going to bring up the whole Colorado thing. Leave it out of it. He didn't do anything wrong. He was acquitted. Just leave it alone. Be done with it. The man is... uh, The man was one of the best. It's simple as that. And, you know, I... 
when when you leave such a huge footprint on the game like he did and and he continues and will always have an impact on the game um i i say to him i say may god rest in peace mamba you were the best and um i know up there in heaven you're 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 smiling down upon us today and you know we uh we love you and much respect to you and we will always remember Kobe Bryant and he will never ever be forgotten his legacy and everything he's meant to this world will will always will never ever be forgotten so I want to thank you guys for listening today and uh, to keep the prayers and petitions uh, and the hearts going out to the families of this tragedy and uh, have a, a, a good and blessed day.